Pastor Chukso Goye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church, Johannesburg. Pastor Chuks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. My name is Chooks Ogoye. I have been teaching on the subject of the goodness of God for 156 episodes already. Tonight is episode 157. Episode 157. Uh, that's where we are tonight. And um, it's the eighth installment in the contemplation on soul cavities. Uh, soul cavities. The goodness of God and soul cavities is the, is the subtitle of the mini-series in the bigger series that we've been doing. And tonight is part eight of that. And I want to deal with something very important, something very, uh, very pivotal to the things that God wants to do in this dispensation and in this season. Um, it's also very controversial. So get ready, get ready, get ready. It's, it's, it's going to happen tonight. It's something that's been brooding in my spirit for, for a number of years now. And I've been studying it, meditating on it, and uh, I think I have the liberty to start teaching it. So I'm going to be talking about it tonight. All right. We, we've been dealing with soul cavities. And we, we defined a cavity. The English word cavity means a gap in a solid object. So, so when we talk about a soul cavity, we're talking about a gap in the soul. Uh, the soul is not a sub solid object. The soul is non-corporeal. Uh, however, uh, the concept of a gap in the soul you know, speaks of a gap in understanding. A, a gap in the understanding. And we say that soul cavities are gaps, knowledge gaps, understanding gaps in, in, in our soul that empower the devil, that empower the devil to do whatever it is that he does. And these things, listen, these cavities undermine our experience of the goodness of God. These cavities undermine our experience of the goodness of God. And we've been dealing with several of them over, over the last seven, seven broadcasts, I've been sharing on the several, several cavities, different cavities that there are lies, there are lies that we have believed and held onto. The Bible says that the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Seeking whom he may devour, meaning that it's not everybody he can devour. So he actually searches. And what is he looking for as a search criteria? Because he's searching for who he may devour. What is he searching? That means that he cannot devour everybody. Devouring is the work of the enemy. That's what the enemy does. He devours. The Bible says he came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So he devours. That's what he does. But his work cannot, does not succeed, does not, is not automatic on people. He looks for a criteria. What is the criteria? His cavities he's looking for. Where there is gap in knowledge, gap in understanding, you know, lies. A, a lie is a, is a, is a gap. So, so just like you have a tooth, a tooth cavity and that breathes bacteria and creates problems and it, all dentists, 
know how to fill tooth cavities. They deal with cavities. You know, they will give you an antibiotic and they will clean it up and they will fill it up so that the bacteria will stop, uh, you know, uh, breeding there because food, food particles drop in there and so on and so forth and all kinds of things start happening. So, the same thing. There are soul cavities uh, that empower the enemy to undermine our experience of the goodness of God. And, and, and we said it yesterday, we said it in previous broadcasts, that the Spirit of God right now is cleaning up cavities. He's covering cavities. He's covering cavities. Why? Because God wants the church, God wants the church to come into the experience of the fullness of God's goodness. We are in a revival of the goodness of God. And, and God wants his people. The Bible says that the knowledge of the glory of God will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. God wants his people to experience his goodness to the fullest. <laughs> so today, I want to deal with one cavity that is really sinister, that is really bad. And many people do not, that's what is making this cavity very insidious, is that many people do not even know it's a cavity. They don't know. So they protect it, they defend it, they, they almost, you know, swear by, swear by it with their lives. And what is this cavity? It's the cavity of death. D-A-A-D-E-A-T-H, death, dying. Dying is a cavity. Listen, Satan, Satan cannot do anything in the life of a believer if there is no cavity. We've established that. I've preached on it. I've expounded it. The Bible, Jesus said it in John chapter 14, verse 30. The God of the prince of this world comes and finds nothing in me. If he finds nothing in me, he will do nothing. He will come. He always comes. But he, if he finds nothing, he will do nothing. He can only do something when he finds something. So, so if the enemy came to steal, to kill, and to destroy... He can only effect stealing, killing, or destroying if he finds something, if he finds a cavity. So if he doesn't find a cavity, he will not be able to do anything. Hear what I'm saying tonight. Satan cannot do anything in the life of a believer until he finds a cavity. The cavity empowers him to do whatever he wants to do. If there's no cavity, he will not be able to carry it out. Please, this thing of making the devil look like he is omnipotent. The devil is not omnipotent. He can't just wave his hands and do whatever he wants to do. Whenever he wants to do it, however he wants to do it. It's not true. It's not true. He has limitations. It's the cavities we have in our soul that empower the devil to do whatever he has to do. So if he finds no cavity, he does nothing. Let me say it again. If he finds no cavity, he will not be able to do anything. Bible says no weapon fashioned against you shall be able to prosper. That a weapon is fashioned doesn't mean it prospered. Christians, can we just learn this thing? It's because he fashioned a weapon does not mean it will prosper. We can't stop him from fashioning weapons. But you see, if there's no cavity, the weapon will not prosper. <laughs> a costless curse shall not alight. So there is a curse that allows it to alight. And that curse, C-A-U-S-E, a curseless curse shall not alight. I don't know how, if I'm pronouncing it well. I speak with my Nigerian accent. I don't know if I'm But a curseless, that is Proverbs chapter 26. A curseless curse shall not alight. So the curse that allows it to alight is a cavity. 
If there's no cavity, it will not alight. So, this cavity I want to deal with today is the cavity of death. Death. Our belief in death is what empowers the devil to kill. Let me say it again. Because we believe, erroneously so, that death is the inevitable, inevitable end of all human beings. We empower the devil to kill. Let me say it again. It is because you believe that death is the inevitable end of your existence. That is what empowers the devil to kill. If you don't believe it, he will not be able to do it. Because Satan cannot just do whatever he wants to do. Whenever he wants to do it, however he wants to do it, we empower him. Can you understand this? That on the cross of Calvary, Jesus defeated death. Let's start somewhere. Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrew, it's going to be hot tonight. Hebrews chapter 2. Look, look at this. Because these things are in the Bible. I don't know how people read their Bible and they don't see these things. Look at this. Verse 14. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. It says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, just like he took flesh and blood, okay? He himself likewise shared in the same. And this is the reason that through death, <laughs> he, he almighty God, immortal God, eternal God, uncreated God, took on human flesh and became a human being. In the person of Jesus Christ, the uncreated God became a human being so that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. Come on, somebody. Is this the Bible or not? He went through death so that him who <laughs> there's somebody who had the power of death see in the garden in the garden of eden in genesis chapter 2 verse 17 god spelled out and told them the day you eat of this fruit you shall die okay and they went uh, they adam and his wife obeyed the enemy and the bible said to him who you obey to the same you become a slave to deal to deceive to essence, you obey, you become a slave. He convinced them to eat what God said they must not eat. So when they obeyed the devil and ate that fruit, they became a slave of the devil. So the devil now, from Genesis 2:17, became the one who had the power of death. So they handed over their soul to him. <laughs> And, and, and we saw in Genesis that Abraham, Adam took 900 and something years to eventually die physically. So the power of death was handed over to the devil until Jesus came. So Bible says that God took on the, of, of the, the form of a man and went through death that he might destroy him. If someone is destroyed, he's destroyed. Satan is eternally defeated. Oh, let's say it together. Satan is eternally defeated. Say it one more time. Satan is eternally. He's eternally defeated. In the realm of eternity, he's defeated. 
eternally defeated. So if he's defeated in eternity, he's also defeated in time. Come on, somebody. He's defeated in time. He's eternally destroyed. That he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. That is the devil. And release those who through the fear of death that's the cavity there. The fear of death is a cavity. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Can you see what I'm saying? The fear of death created a bondage. That cavity, the fear of death created a bondage. Now, Jesus has released everybody from the fear of death. If you believe, it becomes yours. So this is a problem. Many believers do not understand and accept what Jesus Christ did on the cross. They don't understand the full ramifications of it. That he has released you from the fear of death. You should not be afraid of death anymore. He has, he has potentially dealt with that cavity. He's done it. If you don't believe it, you continue to hold the cavity. The cavity that was inflicted on mankind in the Garden of Eden. If you don't believe this scripture, if you don't have a revelation of this scripture, that cavity remains in your soul. But for anybody who would dare to believe God's word, the Bible says he has released those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I told you that cavities empower the devil to operate. Cavities undermine our experience of the goodness of God. There's a bondage situation here. Jesus Christ died that all of us might be set free. For whosoever the Son sets free is free indeed. He died to bring real freedom to all of humanity. He has set us free. <laughs> the Bible says that he might set us free from the fear of death. He set us free. <laughs> we are free from the fear of death. So, the Bible says, everybody who's been held to a lifetime of bondage, by this cavity, you don't have to be in bondage anymore. You are free. Oh, yes, you are free. You got to believe God's word. All right. So, so what, what, let, 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 let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. First Corinthians chapter 15. Death has been destroyed. Mm. The Bible says that death is an enemy. I don't know why we, we romance death. Death is an enemy. If God, listen, if God says, this guy is my enemy, if you're a child of God, you need to see that guy. He has the enemy, he's your enemy too. I mean, the enemy of my father is my enemy. The enemy of my father must be my enemy. I cannot befriend an enemy of my father. What kind of son am I? What kind of son am I? I can't befriend an enemy of my father. God in heaven says, death is my enemy. And is the last enemy to be destroyed. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15. I'm going to read from verse 50 for good understanding. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh and blood, this one, eh -eh, it does not, oh, this one does not go into the kingdom of God. Why? The kingdom of God is an eternal dimension. The kingdom of God is an eternal dimension. The, in other words, tangible flesh and blood, carnal flesh and blood, material flesh and blood cannot go there. 
Because the kingdom of God is, a, is eternal. is eternity. is outside of time. This thing was created in time. So something needs to happen to this flesh. Are you here? Are you, are you with me? Something needs to happen to this flesh. To, to, in order to, 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 to transit into the eternal kingdom. Now he says this. Nor does corruption inherit incorruption. You see? The, the, the eternal kingdom is incorruption. It cannot be corrupted. It's outside of the, of the realm of time. It cannot be corrupted. So this corruption, this corruptible flesh cannot go there. It can't, it can't access that dimension. So it says, goes, it goes on to in verse 51. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed. We shall not all sleep. Not all human beings will go through death. The sleep is talking about there is death. We shall not all sleep. There is a generation that will not participate in death. There is a generation that will not participate in death. Scripture says so. And I want to tell you about that generation tonight. There's a generation that will reject death, that will resist death, that will fight death, that will not submit to it. That he said, we shall not all die. So there is a generation. I call that generation the terminal generation. I call that generation what? The terminal generation. Somebody said the terminal generation. There's a terminal generation that will not submit to death. That will not romance with death. That will not befriend death. This is that generation that, 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 that the Bible says in, 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 in Romans chapter 8. They said the endless expectation of the whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. There is a generation of children of God who look like their father. That's what that word sons of God are matured sons of God, sons that look like the, the offspring, that look like the parent. There's a generation that will look like their father. This is a generation, please hear what I'm about to say. This is a generation that have a revelation of the goodness of God because they are going to manifest the full character of God. <laughs> God is good and he does good. There's a generation that is going to be good and do good. There's a generation that's going to be good and do good because they see him as he is. The Bible says we are transformed into the same image as we behold and we are transformed. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. We see his glory and we are transformed. There's a generation that are, peep, are peeping into the corridors of eternity to see the goodness of God and they are being transformed and they are coming out that generation is born I belong to that generation and if you're hearing me tonight I want you to key in there's a generation that will not sleep there's a generation that the whole creation is waiting for for the manifestation of the sons of God why because this generation is that generation will set creation free from death they are about to manifest the greatest expression of the goodness of God, which is the abolishment of death, which is the, the caging of death. That, do you know that the greatest good that you can do to humanity is to get rid of this enemy? This is the last enemy, the Bible tells us. We're we coming to that scripture. There's, this is the last enemy. And it seemed to me it's the greatest enemy of humanity, death. 
But Jesus has already dealt with it on the cross of Calvary. There's a generation that is about to execute it and manifest it. I call that generation the terminal generation. Now look at what the Bible says. Verse 52. 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 15 verse 52. It says, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised. So believers who have died will be raised. And they'll be raised incorruptible. <laughs> I am looking forward to it. That's the, day, the morning, the day we call the resurrection morning. When saints who have died, my mother who passed away a few months ago, they're going to wake up. They're asleep right now. They're asleep. And, and you know, for them, in that sleep, they don't even know the passage of time. Because they went out of time, Kamolo Osha, and they went into eternity. So it's like when you are sleeping, a deep sound sleep, and you wake up, and you don't realize you slept for eight hours. Because when you lose consciousness, you don't know how time is passing. You can actually be in a sleep, and slept for ten hours, and you wake up, and you didn't realize ten hours passed. That's what happens to the people. Saints in God, saints in Christ, who have slept. They don't even know the passage of time. Some people have slept a thousand years ago. Some people have slept two thousand years ago. They, they don't even know that time is passing. So they're just going to wake up. And the thing they will remember was the memory they had before they slept. They won't realize they've slept for a thousand years, ten years, twenty years, thirty years. They will not remember it. Or they will know they just wake up. That's resurrection morning. I'm looking forward to seeing my friends and my relatives who had passed on before now. I'm looking forward to seeing them on resurrection morning. But there are some of us who will not need to go through death for resurrection morning. That's what scripture is saying. I didn't say it. It's the Bible. It says, and they'll be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. So those of us who didn't sleep will go through transformation. And then we all are transformed. And this flesh goes on to take on in, 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 in incorruptible, takes on immortality. Now hear this, hear this, hear this, hear this. Do you realize that there is nothing that's going to happen in the earth without man releasing his faith to agree with God to make it happen? Nothing. Nothing. By, without faith, it's impossible to engage with God. In other words, if we're going to defeat death, if there's a generation that's going to defy death, it is because they've got faith to defy death. I am about, I'm, I'm announcing right now, the terminal generation is born. We are on the earth right now. There's a generation that defies death. The generation that says we will not die. The generation that says death, you are an enemy. We refuse to romance with you. We refuse... This cavity called death, this soul cavity called death, we close it up. There's a generation. Let me tell you a little bit about this generation. I call them the terminal generation. Let, let, me, let me show you something. Ooh, let me show you something. Psalm 102 verse 20. Listen. Psalm 102 verse 20. This is so powerful. Psalm 102 verse 20. Listen. It says, let me read from verse 18. Psalm 102 from verse 18 going to verse 20. He said there will be, this, this will be written for the generation to come. That generation to come is here now. That generation that scripture is prophesying here is here now. This will be written for the generation to come. 
that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. <laughs> For he looked down from the height of his sanctuary. From heaven, the Lord viewed the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoner. There are prisoners uh, they, 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 who have been groaning. The Bible says, Romans chapter 8, creation has been groaning. There is a generation that is coming to liberate these prisoners. People who accepted and said it's, it, death is the inevitable end of everybody is a lie. It's a lie. It's not the inevitable, inevitable end of everybody. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. There are some people who will not sleep, scripture tells us. And he says, to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to release those appointed to death. So there's a generation that's coming to release them. <laughs> How are they going to release them? By the release of their faith, by the exercise of their faith, and, 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 and exercise dominion over death, and say, I will not die. <laughs> there's a generation that will say, according to Psalm 118, verse 17, I will not die. But I will live to declare the works of God. The works of God. What is the works of God? The goodness of God. That generation that will preach the message of the goodness of God. I will not die. But live to declare the works of the Lord. There's a generation that say, ah, 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 death, we are bigger than you. That cavity, we say no to you. <laughs> There's a generation. And that generation is born. Let me tell you some things about that generation. How we, do we know the terminal generation. There is a generation that sees death not as an inevitability, but they see death as a choice. And they've chosen not to die. <laughs> hey, this is deep. There's a generation that sees, that will see death not as an inevitability, but as a choice. And they have made the choice. Let me tell you why they're going to make that choice. They made the choice to live, to demonstrate the goodness of God. They made the choice to say, Dad, uh, uh, shut up. We will live and we will demonstrate that God is good and that Jesus died to execute judgment on death. We are that generation. We have chosen to live, to declare the works of the Lord in the land of the living. We made a choice. Death, back off. We are not submitting to you. It's our choice to live. And why are we living? We shall not die. We have chosen to live, to display, <laughs> to display the works of God, to display the goodness of God, to declare the works of God, to declare, to declare the goodness of God. There's a generation that is going to make that choice. And let me tell you why they're going to make that choice. They are making that choice because of revelation. They're making that choice because of understanding. They, that revelation, let me tell you what marks that revelation. I hope I can, I can get through this uh, before my, 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 my time is up. They will not be satisfied with the status quo where people are accepting that death is, in a, is an inevitable end. Every person must die. That's not true. There's a generation, the Bible says, they shall not all, they shall not sleep. So that generation, what it is, is that there's a rumbling in the spirit. And somebody who is hearing me right now, if you belong to that generation, you, your spirit is going to agree with what I'm saying. There's a rumbling in your spirit where you say, no, death is wrong. <laughs> death is foul. Death is wrong. I will not submit to it. So th that generation starts with a restlessness not to agree with death. They need to release their faith. They will begin 
to press into the word of God for a revelation of life. Hear what I'm saying? That generation will begin to press in. There are apostles and prophets in that generation. I am one of them. We are pressing into the word of God to download revelation because we are saying no. We are refused to submit to death. This is, there's a restlessness. There's a rumbling in our spirit. We say no. We, no, no, no. We, what we've seen in the Bible, this thing is wrong. So this generation, they will begin to press in. The apostles and the prophets of that generation will begin to press in and download revelation from God's word and begin to share it with the body and begin to preach it to the body. And the body will begin to be prepared. Remember that apostles, prophets are called to equip the body, <laughs> to shape the body and prepare the body, to make the body without spots or wrinkles. So, so there's, a, there's a group of apostles, a group of prophets who are pressing in and downloading the revelation of life. <laughs> and, they, and that downloading of the revelation of life helps them develop faith. Faith to defy death. Faith to say no to death. Or oh, I say no to death in the name of Jesus. I say no to death. Listen, death, death that is at work in our cell at a molecular level we are saying no to it. <laughs> we are saying no to it. In other words, there is something that is happening. Let me tell you something. This thing is spiritual, but it's also going to become technological. Hear what I'm saying. This is spiritual. We are going to harrow this spiritually, and then technology is going to evolve to produce it. Hear what I'm saying. We are saying no to death. That that death that is locked in the DNA of man at the, at the molecular level, we say no, and revelation is going to come in. The Bible says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. He said, and the, and the life became flesh and dwelt among men. <laughs> it, 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 that, that revelation will become flesh. What is it? The revelation of life will get into your cell. And get rid. <laughs> and get rid of death that is locked in your DNA. We talked about it the other day. How come every organ in your body is renewed every 11 months or so, the doctors tell us. New cells are built, but these new cells come up and they are aging. How is that? It's a new cell, but it's dying. Why? Because there is death locked in. Now, what is going to happen is that as this revelation begins to come into the body and people begin to believe it, what is going to happen also is that there are, that revelation will come and technology already research is going on right now. And, and, and they're almost there. I, 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 I can bet you now, as we start preaching it, as we start sounding in another 10 years, maximum 20 years, they will have cracked the code of immortality. <laughs> they will have cracked the code of immortality. In fact, it's already cracking. Because doctors are already telling us the things that you need to do to live long. <laughs> to live long. They're already, they're almost there. And it's going to happen. But before it happens technologically, scientifically, it's happening spiritually. By faith. Remember, because the spiritual realm takes precedence over the natural realm. So, so the spiritual realm is taking precedence. So, so as we herald it in the spirit, science and medical uh, knowledge, and, and they're going to you know, be able to download how to make it happen. But let's keep going. Let's keep going. This generation will reject death. They say, no, we're not dying. <laughs> death, back off. We're not dying. We are, we are not subject to you. <laughs> you are under our feet. 
There's a generation that will rise up and say, you are under our feet. That cavity is not in my soul. I, I refuse to agree with you. <laughs> I refuse to agree with you. So they reject it. There's a generation that's about to reject it. And that generation is here now. Because we are preaching it, people are going to begin believing. I say, I will not die. <laughs> I shall not die. You got to declare with your mouth, I shall not die. They reject death. They, they will fight death. They will fight death. Do you know, Jesus said, go, heal the sick, raise the dead. Jesus said so. So there's a generation that's going to reject death and then fight death. Now, let me tell you what's going to happen. They will win some. They will lose some. Just like all revelation, people are, we're going to grow in it. So people will start rejecting death and define it's happening already. It's happening now where people are saying, believers say, no, 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 you're not dying. And some, you know, we've managed to raise them from the dead. I've prayed for somebody who died and they came back. I've also prayed for people who died and they didn't come back. So that's how it is. As we are pressing into this revelation, we will win some, we will lose some. But guess what? As we grow in boldness, as we grow in revelation and grow in boldness, our results will increase. Ay, 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 ay. Our results will increase. We'll start raising more and more people from the dead. Because there's a generation that defies death. <laughs> and that generation starts raising more and more people from the dead. It's happening. More and more people are being raised from the dead in 2021 than in, 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 in 2011. It's true. More and more people are being raised from the dead. Listen. Because this revelation is permeating the consciousness of the church. And people are saying, no, we say no to death. No, we say no to death. So as they grow in authority and results... Their numbers will grow. <laughs> Their numbers will grow. By, by you hearing my teaching, I'm winning you into the club of, of debt raisers. I'm winning you into the club of debt defiers. There are people who are co collaborating with the debt-defying spirit of God and saying, walk through us, Holy Ghost. Walk through us, Holy Ghost. We defy debt. The Bible said the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead, if he dwells in you, he shall what? He shall what? He shall quicken. Quicken. Immune your physical body to death. That's what it means to quicken. Make a life. Immune your physical body. Go into your molecular structure. Get rid of death. Then go into the cosmos. Get rid of death. That's what the Spirit of God is doing. So, so as many that are agreeing with the Spirit of God, there's a quickening happening. Hallelujah. These, these people in this generation choose to live and, and not die and do the works of God. They are the Enoch generation. They are what? The Enoch generation. Remember what the Bible said concerning Enoch? In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. And Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. But Enoch did not taste death. There is a generation that will not taste death. So I call them the Enoch generation. What you see in Enoch right there is the technology. They will not see death. Why? Because they're going to walk so closely with God. <laughs> they're going to walk so closely with God. They're going to press into God and download stuff and download revelation. That is going to make them defy death as Enoch defied death. Listen to me. If God, <laughs> if God fellowshiped and walked with Enoch, that Enoch did not see death and God took him. Can I tell you something? The God that did it then, that same God is alive. He's going to do it now. If he did it before, he would do it again. So there's a generation. I call them the Enoch generation. There's a, 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 I have another name for them. There's a generation. I call them the Simeon generation. The Simeon generation. Look, look at Luke chapter 2 verse 26. 
My time is up. Let, let, me, let, me, let me round this up. Look, Luke chapter 2, verse 26. Yamorobo Shakarabosa. Luke 2 26. Look at look at the Bible. Luke 2 26. Let me let me read this for you. The, what you see here is a very powerful, powerful truth. And he said, It had been revealed to him. This is Simeon. By the Holy Spirit that he will not see death before he has seen the Lord's Christ. What God did for Simeon, that that spiritual technology that was activated for Simeon, God is now activating it to the terminal generation. That it will reveal to them <laughs> that they, by the Holy Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit that revealed it to Simeon, it is revealing it to people now that they will not see that before they have seen the lost Christ. They are going to see the Lord in person. That, that, those are the people that Jesus was, I mean, that Apostle Paul was talking about in First, First, First Corinthians chapter 15, that we all shall not sleep. So, there are people who are receiving that revelation right now, receiving that understanding right now, by the Holy Ghost. So, so the Simeon technology and the Enoch technology is being activated in mass all over the body of Christ right now. Ah, ah yeah, my time is up. I... Hey, uh, there's so much more that I can say. But this generation is going to, they are going to judge the cavity of death. That unbelief that is drilled into the soul of men that says, and people, believers use their mouth to say it. Death is inevitable. We are all going to die. It's a lie. You, well, you are going to die if you say so. If you say so. Because for the believer, it's a choice. And there's a generation that says, no, we, we will not die. Mm -mm. We are going to be here to declare the works of God. We're going to be here to display the goodness of God. We, we are here. Our mission is to display the full, the fullest expression of the goodness of God in the earth. And, 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 and one of them, one of them, the ultimate of it is the victory over death. There's a generation that's going to declare that victory over death and let the whole of humanity know that the goodness of God is here. God has defeated death. That's us. We're going to judge the cavity of death. They will take a stand against death. And that generation will break the agreement with death. You know, the cavity, it, it makes you come into agreement with death. That's, that unbelief makes you come into agreement with death. The Bible talks about it in, in Isaiah chapter 28 verse 18. I'm not going there now. I will, I will, I will continue this tomorrow. And, and that generation will break that agreement with death and say, no, no, we refuse to agree with death. This cavity must go. This unbelief must go. No, it's a black hole. You know what a black hole is? It's a black hole. It's a cavity so deep, but it must go. Because the Holy Spirit is bringing us to the truth. And we say, no, <laughs> victory. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm done. Let me pray. Let me pray. My time is up. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you because we are grateful to be that generation that says no, 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 no. What you abolish, you abolished. Father, you say, your word says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10, that you've brought immortality and life to light by the gospel. And we are that generation who have taken it in and say, yes, we've said yes to life. We say yes to life. Thank you, my father. As this word begins to reverberate through the body and people begin to lay hold, thank you, Father God, for betting a generation that says yes to life. Give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to continue this conversation tomorrow. Oh, yes, you don't want to miss it. I'm going to continue. There's so much scriptures that I have. I'm going to show you. You will be convinced beyond reasonable and unreasonable doubt.
to say no to the spirit of death. Death will not be at work in your cells. <laughs> death will not be at work in your environment. Anywhere you are, there's an exemption. <laughs> Anywhere you are, there's an exemption. In the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm out. Good night. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.